that now covers local football in this great town of ours as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On the show this week, week 16 of the Hastings Report with ESFL veteran Leon Pettit. Timothy Booth Jones gives his latest Tim's takes on yet another impressive victory from our women's side. And then we've got the SBTS Fan Roundtable with a little bit of post-fan forum thoughts. Enjoy, grassroots football fans. And now over to the shout-outs. And it's a big shout-out for birthday boy that is Andy Q, new to the Hastings PA. In all our eyes, our version of Whispering Bob. May you have a fantastic birthday. And now to week 16 of the Hastings Report. It gives me great pleasure to introduce Leon Pettit here for week 16 of the Hastings Report. Just, uh, Leon, how's your week been? Uh, painful. Yeah. Yeah, get the violins out. You can see yeah. <laughs> for the YouTubers. You know, sling the island. Just put it on five minutes ago for sympathy, but I'm sure we'll we'll get onto that a bit later. So you were taken out in the game, yeah? Mm. You were targeted because you were yeah. in that team of the week. Yeah, I know, well, yeah I know it exactly. Was. Yeah, it's all your fault basically. So <laughs> nothing about me going into it like a mad, going for the ball like a madman against a keeper yeah. twice my size or anything like that. But hey. look, there's nothing like a bit of salt and pepper on the story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the SCFL. So we go straight on to Little Common. We're playing Stenning Town the 22nd. That was Tuesday. Uh, Little Common winning 2 0. Um, in the first minute, Ollie Weeks gets one in and then and Jamie Bunn for Little Common. A great little win there for Little Common, Leon. Yeah, yeah, considering um, Stenning sort of up there, thereabouts on the table, it's a good result for Common. But um, I think Stenning's form going into the game wasn't all that. So mm. obviously Common played him at the right time. But we said before, Common can give anyone in this league That's a good said, game. Yeah. You said that got, many um, times now. I've got a text from from Ollie's dad during the week. All right, uh, yeah, showing the um, screenshot of the of the report. My reply was, "What's he doing that far at the pitch?" Because he's a right back. <laughs> But apparently, uh, Molly said this guy just kept, he had the ball, he just kept getting chased and chased and chased. And before you know it, he's, he's in the box. Well done, well done so, him. Yeah, well done to him. He didn't get, he didn't get a nosebleed being that far up the pitch. <laughs> Not that I know of, he might have done, but yeah. yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Right, and so moving on to Bexhill. Bexhill playing on the Saturday. Uh, a, a very tough ask against Crawley down Gatwick. Uh, unfortunately for Bexhill, they lost 3-0. Unfortunately, it was an early goal for, for Crawley Down. Uh, Rise White, Nicholas Sullivan and Benjamin Delise getting the goals. Um, just a, a little shout out to uh, at Borna Totter and uh, Chris Rock as well. But Borna Totter gave us a little bit of a report saying that Bexhill battled hard second half, but there was a harsh um, red for Vickers, in his opinion. Uh, and uh, the late goal killed it against high-flying Crawley Down. Um, wasn't unexpected defeat there. Really, Leon, was it? 
Uh, not the defeat, the scoreline maybe, but you mm. know, like you say, if they're down to down to ten men, then it makes it all that harder against the team who are who are, uh, they're what they're about. So, no, they're top. They are top. No, obviously disappointing afternoon all round, but it's it's nice to get a couple of people give their thoughts on the game because obviously you and me we're not at these games, so we can only go by what we yeah. see, listen to me, chat shit. So it's nice to hear from people that are actually. There. It's not shit at all. <laughs> it's not shit at all. Stop it. No, but right. yeah, no, it'd be good to have more more of it if possible. Yeah, please, whoever's yeah. listening, that, that, that this this gets better. Yeah, you don't want to listen to me because I don't know what I'm talking about. Right, I've been told that many times. Anyway, so uh, Lingfield were going to be playing uh, Little Common on the Saturday. That got postponed due to the weather. So we look at the fixtures. Um, we've only got one fixture for next uh, this week coming up, um, and that's for the Wednesday. Um, Uckfield Town are, play, are facing Bexhill. That's, that's in the Senior Sussex Challenge Cup. Um, fancy in Bexhill there, surely. Yeah, yeah, I'd fancy him to bounce back. You know, a cup game is a good opportunity for him to, to bounce back. It's not as much pressure as a as, as opposed to the league. So, so yeah, no, I'll put, I'll put it out. I have a Bexhill win there. That's right. So, moving on to the mid Sussex, uh, we've got uh, so yeah, uh, Balcom two, Settlescombe Rangers one, uh, Greg Archer, Ryan Davidson, and uh, Jake Thomas getting the goal for Settlescombe Rangers. Um, I mean, uh, Balcom amongst the pack for second place, uh, uh, beat second off bottom Settlescombe. So no real surprises there. Any thoughts on that game, Leon? Can't add any more to that. I know, um, I think I said Balcom are one of those sides that have been in that league for you know a good few years now. So like you say, in that that sort of that pack chasing second, mm. so newbie tough Settlescombe. But you know, going by the scoreline, might have been a close game, two one, but it went to be. No. Okay, so then we move on to the the fixture of the. Of uh, of the week for the Mid Sussex, in my opinion, which was Battletown facing Westfield. It was one one. Uh, Westfield took the lead through Callum Smith. Um, it, I mean, it was a real cracker. But in the end, uh, in an end to end game, uh, Battletown managed to equalise in the second half with Paul Weatherby. And um, have you seen the goal, Leon? Uh, Westfield. Seen, yeah, Callum's got. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good finish. What a what a strike! It was a beauty, wasn't it? Yeah, well, well, from what I've seen, both teams cancelled each other out for the most part, and it and it took um, a cracking goal from from both teams, obviously from Callum that we've just seen, mm. sort of get on the score sheet. So um, yeah, sort of knew it would be a had a feeling it'd be a close encounter, like a yeah. feels strange calling it a local derby since it was played over Eastbourne, but it it <laughs> is. But yeah, right then. So uh, just so we know, uh, Hollington were playing Holland Sports. The game got postponed. Uh, Holland Sports couldn't raise a side. But as it's Hollington, um, there was some very strong banter between the sides on Twitter. I don't know if you noticed any of that, Leon. <laughs> yeah, entertained me mm. for ten minutes. I was sat on the toilet. Yeah, good bit of entertainment. Yeah, but yeah. Um, no, it was it was piss poor from Holland. I think they notified Hollington about forty five minutes before kickoff that they couldn't get there. So obviously they didn't fancy getting thumped. But I mean, you know, at least mm. do it. At least do it in the morning. At least. Yeah, it's a bit shabby. You know, at least Willingdon have turned up and played them and Henfield in the cup. Mm. You know, it's uh, not good from Holland Sports. No, no bad, bad form. We're looking for the fixtures for the coming week. Uh, so first of all, we've got Lingfield versus Hollington. That's on the Saturday. Will, you know, it's, this is a big game, really, Leon. I mean, will uh, Hollington do the chasing pack a favour here and beat th- this uh, beat this Lingfield side? What do you reckon? Yes, I think so, yeah. I mean, I think we know Hollington are flying, basically, and... Yeah, I just you don't think they'll take the foot much. off the gas or nah, I don't know, no. especially against team second in the table, they'll want to prove a point, won't they? So, mm. 
I think you think, yeah, the rest rest of the division, you know, is very tight, but yeah, that's true, yeah. isn't it? Well, Bill Battle and Westfield, I like the sound of that. Right, so they're talking <laughs> about battle. Uh, they're facing uh, Robberfield. They're traveling to Robberfield, who are sort of lower mid table. Battle, amazingly enough, are only three points off second place. Um, who would have thought that earlier in the season? So you know, if the fix, the results go right for them, they you, they could be second off top. Yeah, they could be. Yeah, I can't see why not. They're obviously an amazing bit of form at the minute. Yeah, and when they do win, I'll I'll take a screenshot of that for them just for prosperity. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Moving on to uh, Selscombe Rangers are playing Ringma, uh, mid-table Ringma. Um, never know. You never know. Selscombe could get something. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're a hard, <laughs> really hard team to to predict. So you know, they've, we, as we just said, they've gone to a decent Balkan side and you know lost, but going by the scoreline, it's quite yeah, tight. And just, the other yeah. teams they've played, they've played. It's been been a tight encounter. So you know, they're definitely competitive, but just not getting that rub of the green, I guess. Mm. So. And the last fixture, which is Westfield uh, versus Rygate. Rygate mid-table, only four points off second. Who oh, you got a fancy Westfield are going to go all guns blazing in this match. Hey, yeah, yeah, no, I'd put my money on on Westfield's sort of Rygate are sort of leading the you know the bottom half of the mm. of the table. But just yeah, I think I'd go over Westfield win there. Yeah, but good to see. It's going to be exciting end to the season, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, we move into the ESFL Prem. No league games. We've just got cup games. So these are involving uh, ESFL Prem sides. So we've got uh, on Saturday, Punnettstown 2, Robertsbridge United 0. Punnettstown scorers were Alex Burton and Tristan Jarvis. That's six games unbeaten now for Punnettstown. Uh, Rye Town 3. Again, all the all these games are in the ESFL Challenge Cup. Uh, Rye Town 3, uh, Bexhill Double AC Neil, Armandus Breedis, Jules Phillips, and Samuel Henham scoring for Rye. George Gu- Guvet was the man in the match for Rye. Uh, yeah, Rye keep winning. Uh, Westfield Reserves were playing Sidley United, but that was postponed because the parish field was waterlogged. So that cup game needs to be played again. That's not a surprise. No, as we've had very <laughs> shitty weather, everyone knows that. <laughs> moving on to ESFL Division 1. Again, no league games. It was just moving on to ESFL Challenge Cup. Linfield 3, uh, Battletown 1, 2-0 at half-time. Jordan Utley, Gary Bryant and Joseph Trigwell getting the goals for Linfield with uh, Darren Griffiths getting the goal for Battletown Reserves. Um, just quickly, Aggie hasn't scored in at least two games now, so this has got to be a severe goal drought. Uh, worth discussing. It's probably all the pressure you're putting on him. Keep mentioning him every week. Exactly. <laughs> and talking about putting pressure on people, yeah, we've both seen it. It's going to be on mm-hmm. this uh, on on this video. But Corey Scott in his knickers. I mean, what can we say about that? <laughs> <laughs> speechless. Was, my, Absolutely what, speechless. What superb uh, banter from Phil uh, yeah. Twitter. Uh, Terrific and, pace. Uh, the movement was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Parson move got a bye uh, as they were uh, they were supposed to face South Coast of South Coast Atletico. Um, and in the Sussex uh, Bluefin Junior Challenge Cup, Cookfield Town five, AFC Jesters two. Cookfield's goals: Finn Dye got two, Harry Scott, Sven Sommerhandel, and Daniel Whitner with the goals for Cookfield. And uh, AFC Jesters goals were from Josh. Harris and Reese Davies. And that is uh, ESFL Division 1. ESFL mm-hmm. Division 2, uh, who first were playing Victoria Baptists. Uh, Victoria Baptists winning. Probably a tighter game than you'd think. Obviously, uh, who were second off bottom. Um, 
it kind of leaves uh, Victoria in the hunt for the promotion spots. Uh, so it was a good win. You'd think it would have been by more. Uh, Northium 75s, Neil Hollington reserves three. Sam, a Sonny D- Dalloway hat-trick. That win takes Hollington to second, three points off Linfield. So it's going to be a tight one at the end uh, where they may need uh, Aggies goals. Parson moves seconds. We're playing Pesh Hill. The home side's pitch was unplayable and uh, they didn't fancy playing at Pesh. So that game was cancelled in Division 2 to be rescheduled. And then we come up to Sedlescombe Rangers reserves four, Icklesham nil. Uh, Nathan Biddis, Zach Boltwood, Finley Page and Reese Stewart getting the goals for Sedlescombe. Obviously, our man uh, Leon was playing for Icklesham. Uh, please give us a bit of feedback on the game, Leon. Um, it's just a pain, painful afternoon afternoon all rounds. Yeah, I just can't put my finger on it while we're, while we're not, not putting the performances in. We've definitely got the players that can compete at this. At this level, just it's not clicking for whatever reason. But um, take nothing away from Sellerscum. They play, they played well. Lots the ball about well. Got you know some good young players in the in the team. So um, yeah, like I think I said before, like Sellerscum, they're a club that are going in the right direction. They're doing things the right way, bringing kids up through their their really good youth system. So you know, good good, good luck to them and well done on the win. God, you're far too nice, Leon. Mm-hmm. Jesus, come on. And please tell us about the injury. So how? I obviously know, but tell tell the listeners and viewers well, how how did it happen? Basically, the ball got hoofed over the top. I'm chasing it in, in my head. I thought I'm going to head this past the keeper into the goal. You know, mm. head it past him, tap it in an empty net. But no, I jumped <laughs> jumped up for him. So did the keeper. Next thing I know, I can see his grey sky, <laughs> and then landed on my shoulder. Ouch! And um, yeah, <laughs> laid on the floor for a bit. It was it wasn't overly painful when I did that at the time. Just the mm. adrenaline, I guess. But um, yeah, it was in for um, been in, had an uncomfortable couple of days. Went up to A and E yesterday. Just um, sprained a tendon in my shoulder. I got to wear this sling for a few weeks. Yeah, just rest it basically. So the, the missus, <laughs> missus looking after you. Um, y- yes, yeah, because she might see this. So might, <laughs> might be in the next room. There yeah, go. Less, less there learn, go. basically. Yeah. Don't go tearing in like a like an idiot against guys that are bigger than you. Mm. Right, and moving on. ESFL Division Three. Bexhill, double AC reserves, two Rye reserves, five Arthur Carapatian, Liam Sayer, Robert Levitt with two, and Franz Kuzon with the goals for Rye Town. Uh, as at time of recording, Bexhill haven't put their goals up. Uh, you know, it's revenge for Rye Town because they got stuff 4 2 um, in the cup last month against Bexhill. So uh, a bit of payback there. And that win means that Rye Town now five points off second. Crowbar reserves three, uh, Hurstman Zoo six, uh, four goals from Robbie Hodgson, Nathan Hartney and Mark Stilwell with the goals for Hurstman Zoo. Unfortunately, Crowhurst haven't got their goals up. I did try. Uh, that makes Hurstman Zoo nine points clear now. But Parkfield, who are in second, do have three games in hand. Uh, Hastings Comets one, Mountfield United two. Uh, Mountfield's goals, Stephen Forch and Ben Waite. Uh, Hastings Comet, Hastings Comet's goal from Carl Wood. Uh, Mountville put a little bit of daylight between themselves and the Comets. Comets with this win, they're now four points off the drop zone. So a handy win there for Mountfield. And that is Division 3. Division 4, so uh, Battletown thirds, Neil Wellcroft Rangers, reserves one. Uh, Stephen Cherryman getting the goal. In the clash of first and second, Wellcroft came through and are now 13 points clear. So I think we know who's going up that, that league. Uh, Burwash 4, Robertsbridge United Reserves 3, uh, Frank Flint, Ryze Cooler, 
uh, Willie Pugh Jones, who apparently was a 25-yard screamer, uh, and Robert Swain, again, a wonder goal. I'm, I'm going by Burwash here, so could have been a tap-in. You never know. Uh, with the goals for Burwash, uh, Matthew Anderson, James Baldock, Apps, and Chris Cotton for Robertsbridge. Uh, there was also two men sent off, so it was obviously a bit of a Barney this game. Uh, Daniel Morell for Burwash and James Hopkinson for Robertsbridge. That makes Burwash now only behind second on goal difference. So good stuff from Burwash. Uh, Sutherscombe Rangers development one, Hawkehurst United reserves three. Unfortunately, Hawkehurst goals are not up. I'm sorry about that. But Sutherscombe's goal was from a Kieran Booker. Uh, not really a surprise, um, really, because Sutherscombe, they have now lost the last four out of the five games. So struggling a little. And the last fixture, Tackleway reserves two, Westfield fourths nil. Danny Croft and Jamie Pelling with the goals. We would normally give you a team of the week, but there's been a slight delay. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get it out when I drop this on the Tuesday. Well, Leon, that was the week that was. Um, I'll, I'll see you next week. See you next week.
over to hear Timothy Booth Jones's Tim's Takes. Hastings United women's team were back in league action on Sunday when they travelled to Maidstone. Maidstone United women's team were bottom of the table. They've been having a tough time. They've only picked up one point. And Hastings had a strong side out. They'd just had one change from last week against Brighton when Ruby Harris came in for the unavailable Lauren Sharp. Apart from that, it was a strong team and Hastings had a great first half, were 7-0 up. Second half, it must have been difficult to get motivated for Hastings and the final score was 8-1, which was three points for Hastings. Um, Rosie Muggeridge scored the first goal. Um, The predatory Sean Heather got another five and Charlotte Kerr got two. And because Ashford didn't have a league game, they were playing in the Ladies FA Cup, that puts us three points clear at the top because we've won all eight of our games. Ashford have played seven, won seven. Ashford's goal difference is still superior by two goals. So we need to keep on picking up these wins. Next Sunday... The women are at home to Bromley, who are in fourth place in the league. Um, They're quite a good side, and that's a two o'clock kickoff. So hopefully we'll be picking up another three points and keep winning until our clash with Ashford, which is at the pilot field, I think, um, in January, about 15th of January. So that's going to be a key game for the women's team.
now over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. And many thanks to Leon, Andy, Windy, Malcolm and Ian for making it happen. Let's get started. Right, okay, it gives me great pleasure to be doing the Fan Roundtable here with the lovely Ian Grant, Windy Gal, the returning flat white, or is it long black, that is Andy. And Leon, he wears a sling, pet it. <laughs> Uh, we will be joined by uh, brother Malcolm. He's, I'm, I think, he's, he's a bit nervous coming on with obviously with his client on here. Um, yeah. <laughs> injured client. He's injured. Yeah. So probably you could probably could you charge him? Couldn't you, Leon? Well, for putting him into a dangerous, yeah, dangerous, dangerous environment. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, 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 we'll, yeah. We we'll talk about that later. So, yeah. uh, gentlemen, uh, how are you all? Fine. Yeah, good. Good. I'm good, good. Even you, Andy. You good? Pul- pulsating. That, well, <laughs> oh, I don't know where to go from there. Quite something at my age. But if we're talking about pulsating, let's go uh, to, first of all, the first thing on the agenda, which is the post-match analysis of the uh, fan forum. What I, I'm going to give my thoughts just at the end. But what I would say is I'd like to ask people that were there, just what, what did you take from the meeting? Because I know we could be here for hours. What did you take from the meeting? So uh, I know... Uh, Leon, John, and uh, John and Ian were there. Andy was at the the Now Show, and we'll maybe talk about that another time. But uh, first of all, Ian, what what were your thoughts? Uh, your your take from the meeting? Thing um, I thought, um, I suppose my main takeaway was that uh, there wasn't really any great consensus there, uh, and the kind of longer it went on, the more people's positions became entrenched and uh, uh, and the less consensus there was really which was a bit a uh, bit depressing um I was kind of I think I was hoping that uh that maybe with a bit more information there might be a kind of clearer direction for supporters to take uh but that didn't really emerge you know there's clearly quite a lot of people who blame the council quite a lot of people who uh, are unhappy with the club and its stance on potentially moving to Eastbourne <clears throat> and um yeah not a lot of shared ground in lots of ways which makes it obviously quite difficult to move to move forward i think since then there have probably been some some reasonably positive developments i think the petition seems like a good uh simple practical way to go and the more the more signatures that gets the better just second just a second uh, ian i haven't looked yes. at the petition uh what what's the wording of the petition uh, in, in, i mean the word the wording is quite vague to be fair but i think it's i think it's clear enough what it's supporting is it's i mean it's a, it's attempting to make the council rethink tile kiln basically okay um and i think the message is clear enough even if the wording is you know slightly vague and that's got about one and a half thousand signatures so far i think uh so you know the more that can be built up the better uh but yeah it just uh, it felt to me like there probably needs to be a bit more listening and a bit less shouting at each other really if we're actually going to move on um you know what whatever solution there is is going to come through the council is going to involve the council at some point um so I, I kind of feel like there needs to be a bit of bridge building rather than bridge burning going on mm. okay uh windy yeah first firstly i think well done chris mm. you, know, you sort of was thrown in at a deep end a bit really and i thought you did brilliant mate because there's all just not giving it 
everybody chance to have a word and you know chatting over each other and mobile phones going off all sorts of stuff and i don't know how he did it really that was leon's agent that was Leon's yeah, agent, mate. yeah i did realize that i mean i was surprised the ambulance wasn't outside actually as well so <laughs> <laughs> on standby but uh no it's much the same as what ian was saying really i mean uh, it, it was a bit confusing at first and some of it was i found um some of them it just it, i think if the counselor had been there right at the, at the beginning on the head table with and so that we could get the questions off to him quite early on it might have been handy um i don't know it just seemed a bit it, we'll by, the time you, by the time we'll you got going it was an you know it was a good hour wasn't it before he started chirping in and then by then there's a few people who had a few to drink and uh it was sort of people shouting over each other which is why you did a good job chris because you managed to control it um i, I had to leave before the end so i don't know how it all it petered out in the end but um following no, on, we, we all lived happily ever after was yeah, the, uh, yeah yeah i wish um following on what ian was saying about the petition just before we came on i think they just passed the 1500 on the amount of people that have signed it uh, i had a message from robert in germany he's passed it on to the 10 german bombers they've all signed it plus the um chairman of the bond football club so well, well done there um uh i noticed steve cook seems to have uh put his um two penny in and sort of given a bit of support uh it'd be nice if a few more other people that are a sort of high standard uh i was thinking along the lines of gareth barry saying that he's some place at the club it might help every little bit you know it's just going to help isn't it um I don't know. I think the main thing that we're all in favour of is not going to Eastbourne. I don't. I, I don't think there's anybody who wants to go to Eastbourne to watch Hastings. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to be a long old slog, to be honest. Um, I don't know. We'll see, won't we? Um, oh, sorry, sorry, but we've got to Just very clearly about the. I think the emphasis on the community side of it. Maybe that was a bit lacking in the first place. I don't know. I just it just seems to be more to the front of it. You know that. All the kids are going to benefit from this now. It was there. It was always there. But it was more about just Hastings United as the team and maybe one or two clubs. But when you think about how many clubs could be involved in this, it's I just it's a no-brainer. I just don't get it. I don't get why the council have done Well, there are reasons on that. But we'll see, won't we? There it goes. Oh, oh hang on. Oh, he's getting, yeah, he's getting told here. <laughs> he's turned yeah, up. Yeah, under manners. Yeah, yeah, you move. Park his, park his helicopter. <laughs> yeah. You go in the naughty step, mate. He's ignoring yeah. you. Uh, yeah, hey. he's got a face on him as well. Eagle has landed. <laughs> <laughs> right. But carry on, Wendy, please. Yeah, no, that was it, basically. So, uh, yeah, we'll just see how it get, turns out. But I think the more people to get behind uh, this petition, especially. Um, but then they've got to go somewhere. I think Ian was saying that it's a bit... I don't know. It was a bit vague in places, and if it's that people put it apart, if it's got if there's a bit of vagueness in there, maybe it needs to be rewritten somewhere along the lines. A few more details put in. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm not the one to do it, but you know, there's it just seemed a bit vague in play. A few people were asking questions. You know, what, what, what are you trying to achieve from this? And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, um, Leon. Um, yeah, just like what, what Ian and Windy have what he said I thought it's, it's sort of descended it was a bit of a farce really when it? it sort of ended up being uh you said you said this mm. we didn't say that you said this so you know between um 
the direct the owners and the council um the councillors that I was there and then obviously the um the Tory councillor got him well was he a councillor he was a Tory one he got involved and sort of started pointing the yeah and the off. green as well wasn't it yeah I don't think the Greens would do that much finger pointing, but it's just descended into that a bit, didn't it? And I think that just sort of added to the whole, um, say, atmosphere <laughs> on the night. I think there's, you know, a section of fans that are sort of staunch want to stay at the pilot field, weren't they? They were sort of putting questions towards towards the owners, which is fair enough. You know, I think they've got to, um, do think they've raised some good points, so some good questions that need to be answered. Like you're saying, it's some parts were vague, so it's good that, you know, people are on it and are asking important questions. Mm. Um, yeah, what else? To, That's it. That's more okay. than the minute, but fair enough. Right, Malcolm, we're just talking about the the post fallout from the fan forum. Um, you ain't well, you weren't there, mate, were you? So, um, and that's one of your. To it. But you've listened to it. Oh, when I put it on, yeah. What, what, yeah what's it's your thoughts? recording, but I listened to it. Uh, well, it would have been no recording uh, if it weren't for Ian. Uh, there was going to be recording devices there, but because of an emergency, the person that was put bringing them there couldn't be there. So luckily oh, enough, right. we got some sort of recording. I know yeah. you're a bit fi- you're a bit finicky, Malcolm. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's hard of hearing at my age, mate. So I'll I, go back know. and remaster. I'll go back to the original master tapes, Malcolm, and, and remaster it. <laughs> Thanks, it on, the bootlegs. Put it out on 180 grand vinyl at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a copy of that. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> get cold sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, there were some interesting points come up there, um, and it was interesting to listen to it um, all the way through, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, I think some people, you've got some that were going, as Leon said, and may I just say it's very good to see you again, Leon. I didn't know you, whether you were still with us, um, but it's good to see you again. Yeah. Hanging out with better people, are not I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just think where you could be now. Is <laughs> Not at A&E over the weekend, probably. But... Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I think I got it the impression, and without mentioning um, too many names, um, John's not here, but he, he, um, yeah, he jumped in a few times, I think, and didn't give people a chance to answer and one thing or another. But on in his defence, when he, he challenged them to um, produce... Um, yeah, where the 120,000 has got to be spent. Um, I, I don't think, for, judging by, I wasn't there, as I say, but from the recording, they didn't answer that and didn't say whether they would or wouldn't or in, in any way. So I think his challenge was right there. Um, but at the end of the day, they can't stay at the pilot field and want to, want to you, you, you know, as they said, you, you'll have no academy, you'll have, you know, no school, you'll have no girls team or anything like that. You can't train out of the borough and all play on that football pitch. You know, it's um, so to progress, they've got to go and have some form of 3G and, and go elsewhere. Um, and that was what I got out of it. And, but how you go about it, I don't know. I think it was just to, um, you know, the owners have done it to whip up a storm and hopefully, you know, that works and... Uh, it, it does whip up a storm and it, it works and does its job um, purely what that's all about but mm. we all know that uh, they're businessmen they're, they're out to make a bit of money but I think they've also fallen in love with the club yeah. um, and what it involves you know but they initially yeah they come there they could see a, um, a penny to be made and they probably still can but they put a lot of you know I know them hello you're right <laughs> what's happened to I thought it was just well, me. What's happened to Malcolm? 
phone money in there. Um, Mal- the Malcolm, Malcolm, there, Malcolm, we lost you. I'm for- still here. Malcolm, we lost you. You were about to give your thoughts on the owners, oh. and then you went off into a different time zone. Oh, Solid. everyone else went. I was still going as far as I was concerned, <laughs> but everyone else, apart from yourself, went. Malcolm just solved world hunger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we missed it. World um, peace. No, I, I, you know, they, um, they put in a lot of their own money, admittedly probably knowing they're going to get it all, or at least a, a large amount of it back. Um and they, I think they've uh, they've fallen in love with the club. You know, it's um, as well as yeah, they they still have to make a penny. They're businessmen. You know, at the end of the day, nobody buys a football club um, unless they think they're going to make something out of it. Um, or business buys a business, but I don't know. That, that's what I got out of it, and whip up a storm and. And uh, hopefully it works. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll have to say, I'm just putting my two penneth in, uh, they could have whipped up a storm a better way. The, the fact that this Eastbourne Borough thing happened four months ago, that they agree, had this agreement <laughs> with Eastbourne Borough, they had time to sort a meeting out. They And Peter Sherlock, Darren Burney, they were very pleasant at the meeting. So don't get me wrong, I'm not having, I'm not having a personal dig at them yet. But the, they hijacked that meeting for, their, for this agenda. Uh, the, the, the supporters club was not uh, and that's why I've got I'm gone for the sports club now for, because of, well, there, there's lots of other things that have gone on but I'm done with them now right so th- th- they brought their agenda there I, I don't think they answered answered many questions I, I honestly don't and what the this area is screaming out for is facilities right and that's it's is the council going to provide the facilities? Because if they can provide facilities, then there's a there's an option that we could stay at the pilot field. But as as you've said, Malcolm, you you can't you can't have three hundred teams playing on a one one pitch, can you? No. I mean, I know I'm no. exaggerating, yeah. But and if they, as you say, they're, they're men that um, obviously can see an opportunity, uh, but they've they've also you know we can't argue with the progress that the club's made. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Now. I was hoping when I organised this that some people that would be uh, like to chip up on Facebook and WhatsApps and all that um, and say a few words might come on so that we could try and get a, 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 the full um, amount different differing opinions on this, uh, which they haven't. They've chose not to. So um, you know, at the end of the day, I know that I think I think I could talk for all of us really. We all want what's best for this club, but we want it to be a secure club. We don't want to be homeless. Uh, we don't want to be in debt, and we've seen documents saying that the club is in debt, um, or I've been told there is. And so there's all these bits and pieces that I think that the club need to clear up in terms of uh, okay, like it, 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 you either say you either say it's your money that you spent, or it's a loan, and then it's different, isn't it? It's not your money, but I mean, as anyone's you've seen the stuff about the 180 grand, was it? I'm trying to remember. What to pay for the actual? Um... Uh, planning stuff, you mean? Two hundred twenty thousand. Two hundred, yeah, two hundred grand. And it's <coughs> uh, well, and uh, you know, so uh, it's that side of things. That mm. you, 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 and it's like you. I don't know. Bottom line, I was all all for the time killness. Everyone knows. I organised the marches. I did all this. I've done a hunt. I've done. I've fucking thousands of hours for the supports club trying to sort all this out. We were told a certain thing by the by the club. You know, the, the reason why it isn't happening is because the council don't want it. The council said it's because of climate change, climate emergency and all this. Andy Batsford comes up and says it isn't. It's because the club weren't signing off guarantees. I mean, Ian, I, I, were you at that meeting, Ian? Yeah, I was, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And, and so it created an atmosphere where i don't believe anyone yeah mm. i don't believe the council and i'm 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 not sure about the club i'm not sure about it so it's like you know you are where you are so it's what can you do there's no plan b or c if we can have a lovely new ground new facilities because that's what i know that's what the coaches want that's what the all the playing staff and coaches that's what they want they want facilities they want places to train we've got loads of people loads of you know the youth system and that you know it's there's nowhere to train so it's like all right yeah you want to keep the pilot field there's nowhere to go you can't keep people out of the borough all the time it's just not if we're going up the leagues it needs to something has to happen so i think going back to what you were saying about the owner i think i I suspect that they might admit this themselves and i don't want to put words into their mouth that it would have helped a lot if they built up some trust before now by speaking more being more available being less in the way because uh, you you kind of it's at points like this where you use that trust and you've got something to work with between owners between <laughs> club and supporters and I don't think that really exists which I think is a bit of a problem that I mean that uh, that meeting was my first experience of them as people and as you say Chris they rather hijack the meeting and um you know again I you know I'm trying to be I, I want to what I think we need to try and do is try and be fair to everybody, try and give everybody a fair yeah. hearing because there are lots of sides to this. Um, but, you know, it made it made me think, well, OK, if that's how they're dealing with us, how are they dealing with other people? How, for example, are they dealing with residents who have got objections? Because residents naturally do have objections. Everybody is very happy for green space to be built on until it's the green space that's nearest them. And that's fair enough. I wouldn't be any different. So, you know, how are the club trying to deal with those objections rather than just merely sort of parachuting in a, a load of facilities into a into a into a part of town um yeah all, all of that stuff it kind of makes me makes me feel like the brinkmanship of what they're doing makes me uncomfortable to be honest because i wouldn't I, that's not how i would conduct myself i suppose uh, and it just makes me a bit uncomfortable that we're in a position where basically they're saying it's eastbourne or bust yeah when they I mean, they're saying it's tilekill or bust basically when would they have announced it? If I if I hadn't have organised a fan forum, yeah, exactly. which was only supposed mm. to be players there, mm. and then and then um, I was asked to oh why why don't we give Billy a shout see what what the state of the the moves is, and then it went from that to the, it's like well when were you gonna tell us? So that, yeah. I mean that to be to be honest, you know, I, I, again I have got no personal issue with those two gentlemen, and they were very pleasant to me and nice. You know, so don't get me wrong. So I'm. I'm it's just that the, an atmosphere is built up around this. That's I tend to agree with you, Chris. You know, we, when you're going back to when you said you really don't know who to believe, you know, and, and I'll go back to when I'm saying, um, and John uh, Wills um, challenged him to produce um, the report um, of 120,000. Um, and also when they said about, um, like you're saying, signing off these things, where the um, councillor said, well, show me the email that you replied. You know, and again, they they couldn't do that. Um, so yeah, you tend to think, well, hold on, you've if you're going to come to one of them meetings, come with, come, come armed yeah. with everything. Yeah. You know, and you say 120,000 is a report. You know, I've written it all down. There's copies here. Come and get them. And you know, you've got that report there. Um, you know, and or the email may be that you know you wouldn't come already pre-armed with that, but you would you'll be able to access it and say, yeah, I've replied to all these, you know, and we signed them all off. Their argument is what they should have said straight away is, yes, I did send that email. I'll find it again for you and send it again after this 
forum, but they didn't say any of that, did they? No, no, they didn't <laughs> say. They just said we have replied. Yeah. You know, and that was it. There was no proof of this yeah. reply. You know, three times he asked. I heard on the thing three times he asked for them to to say it. You know, yeah. show me. Um, yeah. And three times they pretty much ignored it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh. I mean, you, Christmas, you were, you were saying that uh, it was four months ago. The Eastbourne Borough thing was. Came, I didn't know that. I, yeah, must, that, have missed, that I must have missed that bit somewhere along the line. So four months ago. Now the last four months, we every every now and again, some people come up to me and say, well, "What's happening with the ground?" I said, "I don't know. I haven't heard anything." So for four months, but they yeah. said at the meeting it yeah. was four months ago. I didn't know anything yeah. about it being four months. No, ago. but I'm just saying there must have been things happening. But like you say, they mm. they kept it quiet. They didn't. It doesn't have to be full on, but just to keep everybody in the loop to say things are happening. Blah blah blah. Just a little bit of information, but it's, it's been so quiet. And now this, and I honestly can say, if we if we have to go to Eastbourne, that's the death of the club. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. Personally, I think a lot of this is brinkmanship waiting for May because you've got elections. Yeah, yeah but it's not, May might be just, May might be too late. That's no, March. We're not, we're not going nowhere. No, I hope not. We're not going nowhere, I, I, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, said all I, that, you know, how was this one councillor made that? Made a decision, if you see what I mean. You know, all the other councillors said we knew nothing about it, and one guy has decided that he's going to throw the planning permission out. You know, it's um, well. I don't want us to go into this again, but I, I, according to the the councillor, the councillor said that they told them not to put planning permission in, that yeah. they wouldn't be accepted. That's what now. That's what he said. Now that obviously the club disagree with that. I I'm on either side of this because, as I say to you, I'm I'm just after this. This fan roundtable, I'm not really getting involved with this again. So I'm just like, in terms of a conversation discussion, because it's it, what we need in front of us is bits of paper with writing. This yeah. is what, you know, not he said, she said type yeah. stuff. And that, it goes back to that mm. petition being vague again as well. I mean, you know, people will sign the petition, even there'd be even more people sign it if it was clearer. But there's a few things on there that just aren't clear, like Ian was saying, it needs more concrete stuff to tell you know the details all behind it it is st- it's still be enough people i mean i'm surprised 1500 already to be honest um but oh. i showed you that one i'm not going to mention his name but there was a guy who he he's claimed to be a hastings fan and he, he, he's immediately said it wasn't his his um interest wasn't in the first men's team it was in the latest team but he said, there's a lot more things, more important going on in the world than this, which fair enough. But what really got me is when he called Hastings United a village team. <laughs> We're never going to be a village <laughs> team. And that, you know, and he wasn't joking. He was serious for a little while until I pulled him up on it. And then, uh, yeah, but there's, pe- there's a few people like that. And it's that. that ob- obviously, there's a lot of keen people out there. And like, yeah. say, with this petition, whoever wrote it up, because I'm not getting involved with any of this. Anyone that's wrote it up is probably quite keen and the language it, the actual specifics i mean sometimes it is good to generalize because yeah. you want you want to generalize on some points that we can all agree with yeah so that we because all about the, uh, any of this i think all of us just want this to move forward yeah to just mm-hmm. whatever's happening let's let's move forward with it you know if there's little stickling points here and there let it not be like before where they're just forgotten about and parked and then when the business time comes well you know, we haven't dealt with those things, and that's why it can't go forward. So, do you know what? Should we leave it there, gentlemen, on so. the fan forum? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got nothing to say about it, Andy? No, I, I think um, circular speculation. I think we have we have um, 
an opinion, but we don't have a lot of influence as fans, unfortunately. I think all we can ask for is the is is information and probably try not to contribute to the to the air of suspicion and confrontation and conflict, really. But we're perfectly within our rights to ask for ask to be kept well informed on the situation and to know that people are doing their best. And 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 that's the thing, really. So just try to try to keep a lid, keep a lid on it, keep a lid on it, but nevertheless insist that we get kept abreast of what's going on, really. So yeah. this sort of thing doesn't all pop up again like this. Yeah, and then also it stops people making rumours, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because there's so the, many things that just come out and you just think, yeah. The Facebook, the Facebook site has had nothing else for oh, a week, yeah. was there? Right. It was just, and the sort of things that John was talking about, just everyone's got. And that social media is a disaster in these sort of situations as well. And the petition's very well-meaning. Um, and, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it's not going to be lawyer tight, is it? That's a problem. But it does, but it does, um, it does, but it does create a groundswell I think it sends it sends a message. I yeah, think exactly. That's, that's, that, that's, the, that's all you want from that. But I think generally, yeah, people should try to try to sort of back off and certainly not fight with each other about whether it's tile killed or the pilot field. Hmm. And that that's important that we don't get into you know the um, people's front of Judea situation. <laughs> I've already had that. I've had multiple messages. Yeah, that should be avoided at all costs. But nevertheless, demand clarity and information so that everyone knows where we stand yeah. i think that's there right i think go on sorry Dan. i was gonna say there's definitely that see a divide lots of fans and that's why i sort of don't want to get yeah we don't want that we, want to we don't sort, want you know, that sort of take a step you know sit back from it and like, like we've been saying we want to see the facts in front of me before i make any sort yeah. of real serious decision but like we're saying that's that's social media for you isn't it this mm. day and age i think people have strong opinions and opinions may get taken the wrong way and you get misconstrued and it's just but leon that is opinions man i'm i'm not it ain't social media's fault it's people not being adults if you think something different from me i i I shouldn't be upset with you i mean it's just adults Mm. we're supposed to have a conversation you could think one thing and i could think another yeah i mean we could think of multiple things back in the last few years where if you had opinions on it, you were this or you were that. And it's just, I, I can't understand it. Particularly, you know, all we, all of us here want the best for the club, don't we? We want it to move forward, want it to be successful. You know, we want it to progress. And that's what we've got to remember, isn't it? We've all got yeah. that one common common thing. In, yeah. Um, yeah, that thing in common, don't we? We all want the best for the club. We're all passionate about, about Hastings United. And there's people out there that might not even be passionate about Hastings United, but want, you know, the best facilities for, for the community, for the kids, kids in this yeah. town. Obviously, you're getting those people involved in this with that petition just yeah I, I i strongly strongly feel that supporters can make quite a big difference and uh and i you know i've been involved in all sorts of i was involved with Wimbledon fans and brighton fans and supporters trusts and all, all sorts of things over the years and so i i yeah I, I really do feel that that we can make a difference but the main difference that we can make is by being grown-ups about the conversations that need to be had with both the club and the council because the only way we get out of this is by the club and the council cooperating. So, you know, there are people within any, within any fan base who've got talents, whatever they might be. And, and, you know, there are things that supporters can achieve, even if it's just facilitating those conversations and stopping everything from becoming as entrenched as it has been. Because the club and the council have to talk to each other, otherwise there's no way out of it. Exactly. 
Yeah. I think so, so, oh, just on, quickly on. before we put it to bed, I think he was mm. very brave. If you're a councillor for, I mean, I don't live in the town. Yeah. Um, but if you're a councillor for sport and leisure and you're going to a meeting like that, when pretty much most of you've allowed most of your sport and leisure um, to, to leave the town, leave the town you know, you've got to be a very brave uh, councillor to go there and actually say he's got a job because I don't see what his job is. If he's got no sport and leisure in the town, he hasn't got a job. That's true. You know? <laughs> uh, but well, how much interest in Europe do the European Research Group have? It's well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's a modern phenomenon. You give something a name that is the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, not, you're not on Radio 4 now, Andy. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, you you're know, not in that comfort zone, mate. Yeah. You know, is it fact or satire? Yeah. I think we've got to bring you down to our level. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. In any way, for any of us, even if Hastings move out, you know, whatever we do, the council do need to step up. Something has to come from them. So anyway, chaps, thank you for that. Sorry that went on a little bit longer than you might have uh, wanted. To be honest, as long as I feared it was... Yeah, same here. I was just yeah. thinking the same. I could put my sleeping bag away now. <laughs> right then, so we move on to nicer things. So uh, let's move on to the wonderful Andy and his uh, sultry voice Ooh. coming across the airwaves, across the pilot field, as he is the new PA for match days. Uh, yes. How many times have you done it now, Andy? Um, well, I, we oh, lost count already. We um, went solo for the ladies' game on Sunday and for the Corinthians game last Saturday. So Duncan, um, no, sorry, Pat, Pat sat in, um, Pat sat in um, for the cup, the trophy game. So it was his birthday weekend, wasn't it? So he sat behind me with his whiskey miniatures that he'd been given as part of his birthday presents. Um, with a steady hand on the tiller, but then uh, I got the um, I got the playlists, wrestled <laughs> them out of out of Adam's hand, and got them all onto my own laptop. And then uh, Sunday for the ladies' game, we just Laura and I just wandered into the ground, wandered into the main stand, picked up the key, and sort of got on with it. Really, oh, nice. so we're sort of fully empowered. Oh, so how are you finding it? It's uh, it's quite it's quite difficult from being a fan more than I thought it would do. It's surprising when you've got team sheets and uh, and especially with the bloody goal music now as well and things like that, you have to hit the um, the ice hockey style celebratory music when the when the ball goes in. Although the first three games, I was beginning to think I wasn't a jinx. I was a jinx because I did the Crawley game, the ladies game against Brighton and then the um, cup game. And uh, and we didn't score from open play for every single game. <laughs> so last Saturday, so Ben Pope's goal last Saturday was the first goal I'd actually had in open play since I'd taken it on. Mm. So that I was relieved of that. It's quite a bit surprisingly busy, but it's also slight dealing with the PA system is also hard work as well. But uh, but people have been very helpful. So what um, high technology. Yeah, I know. Well, the ins- it feels like it's it's reasonable reasonable technology inside the box, but the sort of nineteen um, forties Tannoy speakers. <laughs> it's got a gramophone in there. Yeah, on Saturday, the well, no, it's all it's all off Spotify. Leon, would you believe? Oh, is it? Yeah, so I've, I've got a playlist. Yeah, so I'm running it all off Spotify, and um, there are two sacrosanct players 
playlists for the men's and women's teams. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Is that on Spotify? Yeah, well, they are now. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I've, no. and <laughs> and also, um, and and also the so the gold music that sits there. But then, obviously, once you've got it, once you've got Spotify up, you've got access to the whole musical world. Oh, yeah. In addition to those, I thought you'd be in charge. I thought you, you're in charge of the PA. Whatever music Andy wants, that's what guys. Mantravani. Well, it, it did make me laugh actually when they when the advert was for a um, for a music lover. And then, and then I saw the players, <laughs> and then I saw the players' playlists. Yeah. But they do, and they, it's, it's on Saturday, for example. It's really interesting because um, I was using my laptop on full first, and uh, and Dane was very helpful in in getting the right volume because now it explains why if you're in the main stand, you have to be slightly deafened by the music, because if you're not deafened by the music in the main stand, the players can't hear it over the far side when they're warming up. Ah. So in order to avoid getting scowled at by Jack Dixon, (laughs) you lot, Malcolm, in the main stand have to endure tinnitus. (laughs) Yeah, but when you're... I I did notice, being a main stander, but I've done a lot of walking around this week, when you're announcing the substitutions and so forth, you can hear them out of the main stand, mm. but you can't hear them in the main yeah. stand. So yeah, you don't it's really so know what's going on there. It is really, it is. I mean, the, it is. It's you know, there's not much you can do to make any difference. I thought about getting a new microphone. Even um, it's you're just sort of in the lap of the gods. The microphone and the music are on se- obviously on separate feeds, uh, and it's it's. Yeah, you, you've, it sort of almost encourages you to sort of bellow a bit, which is obviously a bit stupid because my I turn into a sort of sixth form schoolgirl when I start turning my voice up. <laughs> you wish. Hey, kinky bastard. <laughs> Don't all rush. But, uh, and, and so it is, it, is, it is difficult. Obviously, you know, I, I spoke to Dane about it and he, and he said they'd have a look at it, but it's difficult because it's all it, a lot of it all comes back to the same subject that we've just been talking about, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, Which that's we won't what go it back is. To. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what it is. But it's it's really interesting. And yeah, Pitt Haley's Pitt Haley's really helpful. Um, I got to meet the um, on is it on Saturday? Down um, the directors. He's a legend, isn't he? Yeah, down in the directors' room because I just because I'm now I can now just wander down into the into director's refreshment area and nick myself a program andy andy you cut out when he was saying that person's name who did you say the legend david ormrod okay yeah go on yeah so so was introduced to him yesterday so it's really interesting that side to it and yeah because i could just wander down and get myself a program and then wander in and get the key just to annoy pat i've put a manchester city key ring on the (laughs) on the key (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because um, he said his Leeds key ring, I think, had been broken and taken off it, uh, and uh, and it's in the key in the key box. So I so I needed a. I found an old um, sort of nineteen ninety six relegation era Manchester City key ring um, that I put on it. That's quite distinctive. So it's good. I mean, it, it's the, the funny thing of is, of course, that um, getting involved with it's so difficult tying Billy down to. Um, get him to acknowledge the fact I'd shown any interest in it. But then once you're in, yeah, everybody's been really helpful. And so just learning, learning to get it right, really. So even like announcing the substitutes and announcing the player going off and giving a little bit of a break so that the uh, 
you can all cheer and clap and then you announce the bloke who's going on you know just these stupid little subtleties like yeah. that do you get any comedy pauses in or anything like that have you well known? it's really difficult again coming back to what malcolm said with the pa and that it's not really it's not really a situation where you can um can sort of um, gag it up really it's just got to be just the facts i'm sure you can manage <laughs> But, you know, when we're, when we're in our new stadium with one of those deafening, you know, sort of Amex-type PAs, then, you know, maybe you get a bit more licence. But it's just really good fun to help out, really good fun to do it. I've always wanted to do something like that. Uh, so just got to, you know, get better at it. And uh, it's good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Having the music is good fun. Like Tuesday against Canvey, because um, of Wilco Johnson's sad death, I can... Um, yeah. whack, on, whack on a couple of Dr. Feelgood songs Get in Tuesday, for example. Nice one. So things like that are quite good. Gives me something to think about, you know? Okay, thanks for that, Andy. Yeah. Well, moving on from that, let's move on to uh, a fine 3-0 victory. Uh, let's talk about football for a change. Um, I wasn't... <laughs> um, I wasn't there, so that starts well, doesn't it? Um, who, who was at the Corinthian Casuals 3-0 win? I was. Yeah, no, all there. No, good, good, right. All you lovely folk, right? Um, obviously, three 0 win. Ben Pope, um, Chinadu, and uh, Nori getting a goal. So, who wants to start on it? I was. Go on, Ian. Go on, Ian. Mouse. Go on, Mouse. <laughs> um, uh, all in all, I was disappointed that we didn't score more. Mm. Um, you know, we we played well, but they, to be fair, they they got to be the poorest side I've seen. I've seen at Hastings, to be fair, you know, and that includes last year and um, and it been some poor sides, but they they were poor. They were a very, very poor side. And I think as soon as we scored, well, before we scored the first goal, but we, once we scored the first one, I think they pretty much give up. Um, and they weren't good enough to um, to be any good anyway. But, you know, once they'd given up, it was just, and I, I remember saying when we scored the second one, I thought this could be seven, eight, nine. Um, so yeah, I was disappointed with just three nil. Um, but yeah, that's my um, we we played okay. We played well. We played okay. You know, it, it um, yeah, just disappointment really that there weren't more goals. Fair enough. Uh, who wants the next one? I'll go if you like. Um, yeah. Finn Finn was back in the back four uh, after his spell out. How did you play? Yeah, he played all right. Uh, I, I I hadn't realised that. He played a few games while he was away. I thought he was mostly suspended, <laughs> but he wasn't. He and apparently had played three or four games for Cray, and uh, no, he looked he looked good. But it was like Malk said, there was no threat really. So, but if you don't step up in games like that, you could be the one that you know. Suddenly, you're on the back foot, and then a little team like that can suddenly. I don't don't want to disrespect, but they were they were very poor, like Malk said. And very unfit looking. God, some mm. of the subs that came on, Jesus Christ. I think <laughs> Nathaniel Pinney. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Gary Histick could have gone on and made some of them. <laughs> he, he would have caused carnage at Histick up there. Come True. on. But they all played. No, they played well. It's just like Mel said, it would have been nice to get some more goals. I mean, to be fair, Ben missed a penalty. Um, Norrie's goal was brilliant. <laughs> Nice really to see him score. His mum was yeah. happy as well. Did you notice that? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So, no, he did really well. well. He he had a good game, but uh, you'd hope he would do against a team like that. You know, and everybody's, everybody played all right. And it just been about, it would have been better if it was five, six, seven, really. Uh, especially at the end of the year, you might need those goals. You know, just a bit of goal, goal difference. Um, yeah, overall, 
thought it's pretty yeah it's an entertaining game but it's could have been should have been more okay uh andy yeah i thought it was really really competent i thought um it was nice to see tom and um, nori playing well together I thought um, I thought Norrie Scott was unfortunate not to get man of the match. Actually, yeah. If only for the goal. This is this is I don't know, I don't know whether Mister and Mrs Chalmers keep on infiltrating the sponsors' <laughs> box, yeah. but um, he seems to get. He must have a lot of bottles of champagne at home. Um, I think so. I think Norrie. I think Norrie deserved it, and it's nice to see him. I mean, it's no no harm in a game like that to give him a bit of confidence because that's all he needs, really. I mean, the goal yeah. was the goal was superb. It was a lovely. He did, that, he did that thing though, didn't he? he? Scored that goal about two minutes later. He was on the break again, exactly the same position, and he should have shot. <laughs> he passed. Yeah, he did need to score it though because if if he hadn't scored it, I think Sam Adams would have hit him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you know, it was, yeah, it was good. So it was a, extremely competent. Good to see Finn. Good to see Finn O'Mara back and looking, looking sodden, and just shows how how you have to be careful about loaning players out because people like Finn are essential. You to have we. It's, it's essential to have three really good um, centre backs. I know Ollie yeah. Black can play there, but it just shows what a big part he's got, and it gave gives Craig a chance to. Rest properly as well. Yeah, I mean, so we, we, had, up, we, had, we had a couple of injuries too, didn't we? So, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I take it was injuries. I didn't know about Jake Elliott, whether he was suspended or something, or whether he was injured, but he didn't play, did he? No, he didn't. No, no. so that was a, not, not, not sure what that was about. Has know anything, Malk? Malk, no. do you know anything about that? No? All right, no. go on. Sorry, Andy, carry on. But it was, yeah, it was very, it was really nice and common. They weren't much cop. They were the first team I'd seen this season. Every team tends to have a couple of players. And you think, oh, they're, they're good. But mm. this team had none of them. Well, that's the first team I'd seen this season that had no one to worry about. Yeah, and most teams damning. at least have a couple. That, that's damning, that is. Ian, yeah. Ian. I mean, yeah, what, what the others have said, really. I, I think... Um, uh, it's quite easy to start those sort of games a bit flat, uh, you know, against bottom of the table ish team, and and we kind of went at it really early on. So it's I think it's better to to score twice and then let it go flat than start flat and then have to have to sort of step it up later on. Um, but yeah, once we'd scored two early goals, which were very good goals, I thought Chinedu McKenzie had his best game that I've seen him have for us anyway. He was that, offside, offside actively less. That sort of line with him and Pope and James Hull gave them a lot of problems in that first half, actually. Yeah. They didn't know who to mark. So that um, it's really good. That worth mentioning. It's really good to see James getting a run and beginning to look like a first team player as yeah, well. Yeah. Very true. Um, so that's great to see him. We talked about him last year about this is the area he, you know, he was because yeah, he's he's up. he's murdering everybody in the under 23. So it's so he has to step up to the first team, and it's that's really, really good to see that. Yeah, but you know, we we had some narrow defeats against good teams, and it's so it's nice to come up against a not good team and just basically put them away with no mm. no trouble at all, really. Um, yeah, there's not a lot more you can say about it. No, there isn't. It was, no, it was, think... it was a slightly uneventful game in a strange sort of way because it, it was so Can I just have a little talk about the um the attendance? Okay, yeah. go on. It's six five two, and it's. Is, which is in some some people's eyes that was pretty bad. Um, come on, on <laughs> really pretty bad. I mean, Still three or four years ago, we'd have been biting out somebody's hand off for six five two, wouldn't we? On a in, on in November leading up to Christmas, there's all sorts of problems with people not being able to afford this and that. And um, you know, I'm one of these people. You actually have to choose the games now because I can't afford to go to all of them. And 
you know, I saw things about, oh, medal hunters, uh, they're not, well, you're always going to get that. Mm. You know, if you're on a winning streak, you're going to get a certain, certain amount of crowd. You look at um, Little Hampton's crowd last year when they were on that FA Vars, was it? They got to the final. They were getting 1,000. I looked last week, 120. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a bit, I mean, they're, and they're doing all right. They're not doing too bad, but. You know, 650 in November is not that bad. Um, yeah, you'd like to be... Oh, plus, you've got the World Cup on for those same mm. people that are watching it. It's... Uh, that's, no, I didn't get that. Saying that, how though... Many, how many season ticket holders do we actually have? How many... Does anybody know how many season ticket holders we have? Hmm. You'd probably think three or 400, probably. Yeah, I'd, I'd have thought so. I'm just wondering what so. that core what that core number is but it is true someone who goes in the director's box should be able to find that out I that's true imagine. actually it's a good point someone like yes that's good i wonder i wonder who wants to have access someone to those might, people yeah. i'll ask i'll ask you're amongst the hoi polloi now leave yeah in the boardroom leave it with me next time i'm down there nicking a digestive biscuit you've seen the bit saying that, that that is a point first of all anyone that's gone to this club longer than five years knows that 650 is nothing to be laughed off exactly it's it was a sunny. Like that was a sunny Easter Monday against Lewis, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, that was a, that was a sunny Easter Monday against Lewis, and everybody turned up. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Was it? Remember the, the, the when we had the cup run and we we went and we got relegated in the league. What year was that again? Oh, um, to... 2012, 13. Yeah, 12, 12, 13, right? And it was. I remember going there, and hundred and eighty people there. Yeah. So the week after we lost. Yeah, do you remember, do you remember how yeah. miserable that was? You were there for that one. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, that was miserable. Happy memories. Why do we remember these? I know you. Uh, you'd, I don't have know. Thought, you'd, have, you'd have thought there'd have been a few people thought, okay, I had fun. I'm going to go back and watch Hastings. But what was it 120, 120, something like that? My <laughs> point being, though, I think there's one thing, and I think you'll think I'm on the club this to this podcast, but. I do think promotion could be better. The, the physical promotion around the town, oh. radio, things like I do think we should make a little bit more effort as yeah. a club because, yeah, you're always going to get your glory fans, you know. Yeah. But every club has them. So. And maybe look at ticket pricing. But yeah. not, they can't, can they, for league games, can they? And we're out of the cups now, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. It's set by the league, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't mm. ignore me. That's usual what nonsense from me. Um, right then. Well, let's let's look forward to Bogner. Uh, Andy's going to start this one off. Andy, looking forward to Bogner, are you, sir? Yeah, it's my birthday on Friday, so I shall be unavailable on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> you weren't going to join us on the train at 10 o'clock, leaving Hastings? Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, what can I say? I'll refrain. Washing your hair. I'll take the fifth on that. No. Right, well, yeah, just anyone listening or watching, 10 o'clock uh, train. Uh, hopefully lots of us are going to be going. It's going to be good fun. A little bit of a sing-song. I do believe that uh, even Louis Rogers' mum might be there singing more Whitney Houston's favourite songs and and other medleys. I have had, uh, um, I had a message from Tim Reeves to say that um, he's going with quite a few on the 9 foot. 9 oh, foot nine foot. Well, what? Why can't Tim See, Reeves... This is what we're talking about, want... divided fan base. <laughs> he wants to get anything. more... Probably wants... Can't he... Wants... Wait... Wait 20 minutes and then Louis' mum's on the train. Come on. And she sings. She's got a, an absolute, an, an angelic voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. No? Oh, well, so he's going on the 939. Oh, t- That's what I said. What. There's a few of them. Split oh. Split Splitter. Splitters. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. But there you go. Anyway, yeah, Bogner. So what's what's the chances that Bogner win? I reckon we'll yeah. win that. 2-1 I've got. No, I always like to go to Malcolm because he usually says we're going to lose. Go on, Malcolm. I think it would be a 1-1 draw. Okay. To us. <laughs> to us. <laughs> to Aston. <laughs> <laughs> no, where, where are they in the league now? I, I did check a few weeks back, but... They're not far. They're, they're, they're about mid-table, aren't they? Mid-table, I think. 14th. Um, yeah, lower mid... I think you're half them. Their form is very similar to us. We're eighth in the form, but they're ninth. So yeah. a, a and they're one, at home. One draws a good shout. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't they lose the last home game? Last couple. Come on, Leon. Uh, they lost to Har- is it Haringey Borough? And we beat them, didn't we? Yeah, that was on Saturday. Yeah, come on. Oh, yeah. Are you sure you don't want to adjust that, Mel? <laughs> but they're getting similar gates. Well, they've got six hundred and thirty on Saturday, so no, that should be good. Seven or eight hundred, maybe. Oh, that'd be nice. Nice big crowd, bit of noise. Ooh. Right, so off time's changed, isn't it? Yes, yeah, three o'clock. Three o'clock kick off. Um, uh, Leon, uh, your your uh, thoughts on uh, what will the score be? Yeah, I agree with Mark. One all. Yeah, studied the stats, the form. One all's a good shout. You're never going to noisy stuff. Turn on your agent, are you? <laughs> no, exactly. Um, <laughs> so Ian? good to see you, old Leon. <laughs> oh, you too. Yeah. I noticed you said old Leon there as well. Leon. <laughs> well he's looking up now. Yeah, I'm stressed. I'm beaten up. I'm disheveled. I'm, yeah. yeah. Did you pay that goalie to do that, Mark? I didn't even know Leon was still with us. I thought I thought he'd left this world. <laughs> well, <laughs> <that old. laughs> the last time I see him was when we won the um, won the championship, won the um, won the league. That was the last time I see him. He ain't been around since. I saw you at Folkestone, and I? I was queuing for the. Oh yeah, because you spotted me. Well, he could have been my first. He could have been my first minute silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I died when on Saturday. And I was looking up at the sky. I thought, where am I? As long as you weren't I thinking of Malcolm. birds flying around my head. Uh, right, Ian, uh, score. What do you think? No, no comment. It's a trap, and I'm not falling for it. You never do, do you, um, no. Andy? Well, I think I, I would be more than happy with a low score draw, you know, draw at home, sorry, draw away, win at home, get in the playoffs. Nice. Windy? Uh, two run to us. Um, uh... George is just messaging 5 0, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've all had a drink. Yeah. I think, I, I think not a, a nice, tasty 1 0 away. Ooh. 1 0 away. I think Ooh. I'm even going to say Brefo's going to get the goal from a corner. There you go. And we've got a game next week as well, haven't we? Next Tuesday? Tuesday, Canvey Island. Island, yeah. Yeah. Oh, have we? That's going to be a good game, I reckon. Home. Home. Um, All right, yeah, okay. And they're quite useful, aren't they? So, we've got that guy to play for us at the beginning of the season. I can't remember what his name is. Go on, have a look. Oh, Danny Parrish. Oh, he's at Canvey Island now. Yeah, Canvey, yeah. He was on the bench, but... He scored a few goals, or about three or four goals at the early yeah. part of the season, the first yeah. few games in. Yeah. And uh, I remember us saying, you know, is it was it a good move letting him go to sort of a rival? Mm. Um, and then he ain't, um, ain't really played much. And then uh, certainly, well, we don't play, he don't score. So he, yeah. he ain't done either. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Be interesting. He was a half decent player. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Talking, of, talking of which, very quickly, George, uh, Joe, the body, now he's at Gillingham. He's got, Possibility of a couple of good games coming up, aren't they? The uh, is it Wolves they've got? Is it is it Wolves in the one of the and Leicester, I think. So uh, you never know. I think you might see him on telly soon. Well, yeah, he scored for the youth team, didn't he? The, the under 18s or under yeah. 23 couple. I can't yeah. remember. 
So under 24. I heard today, heard today that Gillingham, the lease for Gillingham's grounds has been bought by some elaborately named American. So that's quite, I thought that was quite interesting. That, so they've sold the lease for the ground to some American businessman today. That's not your doing, Malk, is it? No. Is it a Mr. No. D. Trump? Yeah, well, you know, it was, a, it was, it was some sort of brilliantly be, elaborate sort of... Um, it'd be a golf, golf course, course then. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, golf you know, so we'll all be going over to Gillingham Soccer Club soon. Yeah, yeah. Should it exist? Yeah. He scored in the week, Joe, didn't he? He scored um, yeah. in the FA Youth Cup yeah, um, yeah. against Plymouth. Um, yeah. And I, I think Gillingham are on live there, FA Cup... Um, replay thing against Dagenham and Redbridge that's on live on TV yeah so you might see him on there yeah cool oh, that's um, be good good for it yeah yeah 100% right well chaps um, I think we're done yeah, um, just quickly uh, Chris um, I don't think we're done people, Malcolm people's view on the um, top of the league manager going oh yeah going to the bottom of the league Faversham Faversham yeah, yeah. what are we yeah. thinking about that Pot- Potter's Bar wasn't it Potter's Bar boss. Potter's Bar yeah yeah does anyone know about that? What was that again? Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, Potter's Bar boss, top of the league, yeah. Yeah. has left the club and gone to Faversham, who are bottom of the South East League. Wow. Does he live in Faversham? I know, this is all um, about money. He lives in Gillingham. Well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. They've got like Zach Hans, haven't they? Um, who's a half decent player. Yeah. Has he got now, has he? Yeah, it's apparently some, some non league Kent podcast was he, uh, messaging me saying that they've got about three or three players in on massive wages the last yeah. three signings so um, I, it could have been Malcolm under a disguise I don't know drop down a league and they're bottom of that league so and he's, and he's saved two quid every Saturday on the Dartford tolls as well <laughs> yeah yeah it's all good yeah. <laughs> and he drives a diesel car <laughs> he gets done for that soon all right anyway so look look chaps thank you as ever for coming on uh, the lovely Ian Andy, Windy, Leon, and Big Mouth. Thank you, and I will see you at the game. Ooh, 10 o'clock, not 9.39. Come on, tell him. I will, but be there early. That's it for another week, grassroots football fans. Whoever you're going to watch this week, make sure you're loud and proud. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show, or have any suggestions, or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel, chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host, Chris Laverick. Hope you have a good week and see you at the game.